Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now on scene with the LEO Sideshow, the one and only podcast that opens the discussions about what police do and why they do it. We are bringing a fresh new look on the relationship between the police and the public. Now for the part in our show where we must give you a legal disclaimer. Spoiler alert, people in the United States sue other people for just about anything. So therefore, the topics being discussed in the LEO Sideshow are merely the opinions of the hosts and their guests. These topics and discussions are in no way intended to be legal advice for your specific area or incident. Please consult with your local attorney or your local district attorney's office or your local police department for your specific laws and ordinances in your jurisdiction. All right, folks, welcome back to the LEO Sideshow. We have a wonderful episode planned for you today. We have some wonderful three guests. Who One of them I, uh, I am sitting next to, the producer. Say hi. Hello. Frank, you're there, right? I'm here. I'm watching everybody on our on the screens. Everybody's looking good. Okay. Wish we could all hang out. but Yeah, I know. Especially well, over at Ann and Renee's house because they're drinking. <laughs> yes, they are drinking. Say hi. It's just coffee, right? Yeah. So, so we have Anne. Can you say hi, Anne? Hello. And we have Renee. Can you say hi, Renee? Hello. Yep. And so uh, this episode for you, uh, we kind of led into this as, as far as our social media accounts go. And uh, we're excited about it because uh, it's our wives, or not my wife uh, particularly. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's out with the kids right now. But um, but we wanted to do an episode about police wives or police spouses, because I think that uh, even though we're talking about wives this time around, I think that a lot of it um, can probably go to any type of spouse. Right. Husbands. Well, it's, a, it's a different perspective, you know, and as much as we feel the stress from the, the internal, external, uh, you know, factors, they feel it too, dealing with our schedule. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and we'll get we'll we'll get into that a little bit, and uh, please just, do. Yeah, just we'll, we'll talk about that. But it, it's important to get the perspective from the, the the spouses, significant others. I mean, even family members and friends. Just understanding. I mean, the climate we're in right now is not very conducive to supporting police, at least what's visible on the media and social media. So, but you guys, you. I know the producer had a bunch of answers to questions. Do you guys? Yeah. Did you guys uh, produce answer? You're just going to go with the flow. I looked over it. I have. I think I have more than enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just if you need if you need to chime in, chime in. We're going to kind of go right into the questions. We kind of do this with the interview because we uh, had experience where they just take you know longer. So we're not going to go into uh, a court case or a police ward of the day. Just straight up interview. Meat and potatoes, right, Frank? No, no peas, yeah. No peas. <laughs> okay. Inside so, uh, I will introduce uh, my partner, spouse, significant other, the famous producer. Say hello. Well, thank you, Pat. Mm -hmm. Hello. 
I would just like to say it took 22 episodes to get the best people on this <laughs> podcast, but better late than never. Yeah, and uh, if you're hearing background noise, that's coming from uh, Anne and uh, Renee's kids. Is that correct? Yes. That is correct. Sorry. We're kind of having a little party here. Little okay. Party. All right. So we have Anne and Renee, also spouses of officers from our department, and we're going to get everybody's perspective and answer to the questions we have prepared. And hopefully we'll go off on a tangent and go into some other avenues and some other discussion. And I see Anne is drinking, so this may get fun. Well, what are you drinking? I want to know what you're drinking. This is actually my quarantine find. It's called Rave and it's from Allegro Vineyard. It's delicious. Hmm, Rave. Yes. Rave. Is that what uh, Renee's drinking too? Yeah, it is. She's drinking a sangria. sangria. Version, though. Oh, Sangria. Okay, sangria. Well, I'm drinking coffee because I had the pleasure of working 12 hours last night and going to court at 8:45 in the morning and staying there for three hours. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. So I literally got up and I'm ready to go. Actually, the producer got me up. I know. Now she's drinking my coffee. Yes, I made him coffee. So. Oh, you're such a good wife. Where's the producer's drink? <laughs> well, I just came home from work, so I got good old H two O. It's important to stay hydrated. Wow, yeah, very. <laughs> the producer is very bland, but anyway, uh, I guess we'll get into the questions. I'll ask some questions. I guess Frank, do you want to ask some questions too? We'll go down the list of what we have, and if you have, we have follow up questions. We can do that. Right. Yeah, and I think to start, let's just give a little bit of background here. So. Uh, we we're all really close here because we all kind of started within the same couple years. And then we, uh, Patrick and I have, we were on a unit with, uh, Renee and Anne's, uh, husbands. So we're all close. We hang out, uh, we've hung out. And, uh, so that's why they were, uh, our first choices to come on the show here. But, um, but I'd say what we're all talking, uh, being in this police spouse role for, basically almost your husband's whole career right yes yeah so we're talking at the minimum nine years at the maximum almost uh 11 and a half years or so so yeah so you guys have experience being police wise it's not like you uh you know your husbands are just fresh out of the academy uh you've been through the uh the political uh, turmoil that you you know the police departments have the you know high school rumor mills and drama and uh and then you also felt and seen the uh, the effects of just the job and all that stuff so i mean you guys are experienced uh police wise if that's what you want to call yourselves so yeah i think we'll just take turns going back and forth and then whatever comes up what comes up well i know how thorough the producer is so she has like a novel to all these answers these freaking questions so we'll try I don't to... think we would expect anything different yeah so... not a novel oh, okay. but I guess, I guess it was large print opinionated it was double spaced it yeah. just looked like a novel. <laughs> no it's single space i'm looking at it right now <laughs> 10 point font all right. all right so the first question i had and when I, I i drummed up this these interview questions i was trying to think back and trying to get background into what your interaction with police was before being involved in the Elio family. So this can go to any of you, a producer, if you want to answer first, because you're obviously you're sitting right next to me. What were your 
previous interactions with law enforcement prior to being in a marriage or relationship with Emilio? Uh, so I had no prior police interactions. I mean, when I read the question, I thought of the two times I've been pulled over by an officer in my life. Uh, both times I was really intimidated. I think the first I was still in high school, the second in college. Uh, both were for traffic violations, and I was nervous. Like, I had no other police uh, interactions. Like, you know, an officer in a uniform comes up, my heart rate increases. Um, but both You're like a man in uniform. What can you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not racing in a good way, but in a nervous way. Oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, but both times I managed to not get a ticket, which I was excited about. Oh, what'd you do? I just was nice and respectful. Oh, and God, said, it's boring. Sorry. Come on, give, give us the deets. No, that's it. But uh, that is the only experience I had. And oddly enough, I remember when I was younger, like, you know, you're a teenage girl and you think about like, you know, what's your dream husband? And I specifically remember thinking, I never want to be married to a police officer. Um, I just knew wow. their jobs were dangerous. And uh, I didn't really want that as part of my family life. But didn't turn out that way. I got the exact opposite of what I wanted. And it's been a chronic lifelong adjustment. But I loved Pat before he was a cop. So uh, I'm in it till the end now. <laughs> You're in it to win it. Not sucked, right? Yeah. Okay. What about, what about, uh, what about Anne? What, yeah. What about you guys? So I, my only before um, my husband was a police officer. My only interaction with a police officer was when I was driving to work and I was late and I got pulled over for speeding and I was shaking like a leaf because I was nervous about getting a ticket and I knew I was in the wrong, but I did get actually get the ticket. <laughs> oh. oh. Was it legit? Was it legit though? It was legit. Yes, I was. I forget how fast I was going, but it was only a twenty-five mile an hour zone. So I definitely deserved it, but I was not happy about it. But <laughs> ouch! What about you, what about Renee? You, Renee? Um, pretty much the same. Little involvement uh, or interaction with the police, except for being pulled over for traffic violation in which i got a speeding ticket as well jeez we have a bunch of lead foot like here that's pretty much it okay that's right that's I, mine is probably about the same too yeah i mean i mean i mine's probably a little different just because my dad was in our local fop and i kind of grew up around law enforcement but yeah, for the most part, I mean, when I was pulled over, I was intimidated too, you know, scared. And I also was deservedly given a citation for speeding. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. He, I think he actually cut me a break. Gave me a, a lower, a lower level of a speeding ticket, but it was, it was legit. I too, I think I was either going to or from work. The producer could have asked. Uh, you said you got off on the ticket, or you no? Did get I, it? I got, I got a ticket, but it was like a lower section with like less points or something i can't remember i was six, i was like 16 actually when i was pregnant and i was driving my drunk husband and our friends home, we got pulled over and i was scared to death and i don't know why because i was pregnant it wasn't like i was drinking but i was so afraid that he was going to ask me to get out of the car i was shaking and 
Earl Ray was like, everything's fine, just calm down. And the cop comes up to the window and looks at me and he's like, who do you work for? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why do you care that I'm a nurse? And that's off his little answer. And the guy told us to have a great night. <laughs> so yeah. definitely awkward as well. Yeah. So some of those are the previous interactions, you know, some people listening may have totally different interactions. Some may have some of the same, just as a, you know, a kid, you from my perspective, you grow up respecting police, but also having that intimidating factor of, you know, they're the barriers of the law and you need to obey the law. And when the police get involved, sometimes it's you breaking the law, but so moving on to, Question two, big one. It's kind of open-ended. Uh, I'll, I'll start over with Anne here. What do you know now that you didn't know then? Being a police wife? Yes. What do you know now that you didn't know then? Okay. Well, I just didn't realize the uh, commitment, I'd say. Like like you said, they work all day and or all night and then have to get up and go to court the next day. So I just didn't realize how I just never thought about how much they extra time that they have to put into it. I mean, it's definitely a professional career and it's definitely a commitment. And I had never really thought of it that way, but I think that's uh, probably all of us are a little surprised about how much time gets put in. Uh, I mean, uh, Renee and uh, producer, I, mean, I guess you're saying about the same thing. Yeah, I would say the, the time and dedication you have to put into the job. Um, and also that I didn't really know, like the brotherhood bond that comes from just being a police officer in itself, I guess. Well, do you think there's a sisterhood among police spouses? Yeah. I do. What about you? I know you have a producer. You have a long-winded answer here. No, it's the same. I I never realized how much they worked. I mean, I was always under the impression everybody was given like an eight-hour shift at their job, and that is not the case, at least at this agency. Um, I didn't know how many sacrifices they made for the career and their family, um, and, and that there's just never a normal schedule. Like, I never realized how hard that that was going to be. Um, and I also never knew how heavy the stuff was that you guys wear. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. It's like something I can't even pick up, and you guys just make it look so easy. So And run with it. Kudos to you. Yeah. It's because we're all run. strong, in-shape LEOs, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, some. Some. Well, you've always made, like, fitness a priority, and now I now I know why. Yeah. We, we, no, I, we try. I think that uh, I think it's one of those things where, when you're talking about public service, and that's for any public service, I think that you're just you give more than what you get back, and uh, I think that that's sometimes hard for the spouses, or even sometimes hard for us to really understand that uh, we give a little bit more than what we're going to ever get back, and I think that's what makes some of our jobs special. I, and I think from a, you know, the husband perspective working, you know, we feel the effects of the job and the schedule. And sometimes, you know, I'll even admit we forget about the spouses and the raising of the kids and the children and what that, 
you know, schedule life is like and the hours put in, um, especially when you work night shift, rotating shifts, or like when you work all night and have to stay up for court and, you know, the spouse and kid have to come wake you up for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we sometimes forget about that. We had a, uh, I know Frank remembers, we had a, I had a sergeant who's now retired tell me once, sleep is just a state of mind. And if you, if you get into this law enforcement profession and thinking you're going to get eight hours of sleep every night, it's definitely not the case. I don't think I've seen you get eight hours of sleep in like five years. <laughs> that's probably true. And that's why God created coffee. Um, so, I mean, I know this answer producer, why don't you tell the audience how long have you been married in a, in a relationship with your LEO husband? Um, so a relationship will be 14 years this October. And we, we just <laughs> celebrated, we just celebrated our seven year wedding anniversary. Uh, so yes, it took him seven years to propose. Okay. First of all, there are, <laughs> there are background factors to that, that you're not putting, you're not letting the I audience know. know about that. Okay. So what's the main factor? That you were still in school. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't about to Beyonce put a ring on it until we got that certified. <laughs> okay. It is true, but I was starting to get a little antsy that year. Um, but he eventually proposed, and seven years later, we've been married. So. And we have a kiddo. Yeah. That, well, that wasn't a question, but we have one <laughs> child. He's three and a half years old we don't ha we don't have to strict you know stay right on the schedule it's like a, it's like a guideline well you know you know my okay. all right what about what about uh ann and renee there so um earl ray and i have been together for 19 years and we've been um married for about 12 and a half have you been together since high school yes you're high school sweethearts wow wow that is really cute <laughs> so cute <laughs> But That's a feat. That doesn't happen often. Yeah. He's only been a police officer for about, uh, it's almost 10 years. I guess it's nine years, nine, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but your your husband and uh, Renee's husband came on at the same time. Yes, they did. I think they were at the academy together, right? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. What about, yeah, no. Yeah, what about you? Um, we have been together for 11 years and we just had our five year wedding anniversary last year. All right. That was, that was a good time. It was. That was a great time. That was a good time. <laughs> I remember the Olaf shirt. <laughs> I remember yes, getting punched the in the church. head by the priest. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you tried to receive communion. Yeah. And I remember, I remember the, uh, Frank, you remember the hors d'oeuvres? What was it? Bacon wrapped shrimp? Oh, yeah. Bacon wrapped shrimp. That was good. <laughs> so you got to go big on the food because that's what people remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, they got married? I thought we were just there food for the food and, and alcohol. free booze. Yeah. That's exactly. And the hotel had really comfortable beds. I do remember that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's right. I'll let whoever wants to answer this first, but we're going to kind of get into some more of the loaded questions here. Let's go with uh, Renee. What is the toughest part about being married to Elio husband? Um, 
I would probably say the time away from family. Kind of like we already hinted on it, but the time and dedication that it takes to be a police officer and the things that uh, he misses out on because he has to be at work, I would say. Like family events, holidays, that kind of stuff? Yeah. And I don't even think it has to do with like family events. I think it's just the natural like day-to-day, just not around, I'm working late, got to go in early, stuff that happens it happens so much more than just like thinking about holidays or family events. Yeah, it's true. I never know actually when John will be home. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's hard to plan. Uh, you know, I don't know. Dinner wise, I don't know when to plan all that. So, yeah, it is every day. Yeah. I remember being in that p- position. Uh, I shared, shared it with John for a little bit and, um, I remember my wife was so mad because my scheduled time to get off was at six o'clock or 1800. And every single night, Monday through Thursday, I would be getting off at like 10. And she would be so mad because in her mind, I was supposed to be home at like 630. So I just and we ended up saying like, look, from now on, just expect that I'm going to be home at 10 every night. And then if I come home early, then it's like a bonus. Oh, yeah. But just a little mindset change made a huge difference. Yeah. I've given up on that whole, this is his like time to end. I've like canned that. <laughs> it mattered initially, but then when I realized how often it would not happen, I just tried to forget about that. <laughs> well, I do try to give you a heads up. Yeah. You've gotten better about that. I was never bad. Yeah, well, it matters more when you have a child. It 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 doesn't matter as much if you don't have a child, right? It's true though. If you adjust the mindset, if you don't expect something, then you don't have this kind of let down. Like, oh, he was supposed to be home at this time and he's not. Yeah, because so. you're making him some good Italian food, right? Yeah, I try. <laughs> I try. Anybody else? Toughest part? Scheduling? Is that about it? Same. I guess like it's just hard as far as like relationship wise because I always not that he makes it feel that way but work work is always a priority and then I feel like because we have such a limited amount of time together as a family I feel like even if he has a night off we shouldn't use that for a date night because you know the kids miss him all week and so I always feel like our relationship kind of takes the back burner, but I mean, I feel like we try and communicate as much as we can, um, but it's just a part of it because he is involved with work so much. So, and it's like you said, we could plan something together and then, oh, well, I forgot I have to go into court. So, I mean, just try and communicate and make, make the best of it, but it is hard. Yeah. Well, at least he has a good boss. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know. <laughs> I think the sergeant is probably the worst part of it. <laughs> uh, taking some heat there. Boss? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, if you didn't pick up on that. Yeah. But like the last like six like months uh, with the COVID emergency and everything, I really have only been his boss for like a couple weeks, six, eight weeks maybe, with COVID right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, well, his COVID uh, schedule was pretty awesome. So the fact that he has oh. to go back pretty young. You, you, like that, you like that too. It was amazing. The day work 12s. 
Yeah. He would come home from work in time for dinner. It was amazing. No staying over. Yeah, but, yeah, but Renee, did you like the twelve-hour nights? Um, it was more predictable. I knew when he was going to be home and when he wasn't, so it was easier in planning. Um, but having a eighteen-month-old at home during the day on rainy days while he's trying to sleep was not ideal. You know, trying to keep yeah. them quiet is not really key. But his schedule is definitely a lot more predictable. That's for sure. And now he's now he's back to his randomness, huh? Uh, yes, he is. He went in at three thirty in the morning on Monday to pull trash. Mm-hmm. I hate um, that. That's like the worst part yeah, of pulling, being... pulling trash is just gross. It is. Yes, I agree. Amongst other things, but yes, it is gross. <laughs> do you, do you guys? I mean, you guys all work. Do you think it's? I mean, could you, were there, was there ever any, any time that any of you were not working or? No. The only time I didn't work was when I was on maternity leave. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maternity leave in COVID. I was off for a while during COVID. So do you think, yeah, you know, there can be people listening. Do you think it's having that, having you having the mindset of still going to work, do you think that helps or? You know, would you be worried more if you were at home with the kids or home or what? Worried about being a cop, you mean? Yeah, in general. Yeah, I mean, I I really love my career and what I get to do at work. So it is a distraction. You know, it's seven hours a day that I don't think about it as much. I mean, I wouldn't really necessarily say that I'm a worrier. I don't typically worry about him at work, but... Recently, with everything that's been going on, I would say I definitely worry. But I feel like people at work are talking about everything that's going on, and I just want to tell them to be quiet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and not listen. Well, sometimes sometimes you have to – the best thing I can say is you have to tune out from what you see on the news and what you see on social media and all that kind of stuff. Because if you start really getting into that, you're just going to go stir crazy. Yes, I agree. So right. what was the best work schedule that you guys experienced? Ooh, that's a good question. Is there a best schedule? Day work. Day work 12 for, uh, for Anne. Now, day work still has its limitations, too, on because we work, you know, we work 12-hour shifts. So what about the, I mean, the weekends you work, you're working Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you still like that? I still liked it because we had so much extra time for activities, I felt like. So one, I mean, the one week, he only worked two days. That was awesome. Yeah. But I did think it was weird that he would have an eight-hour day in that long week. It's like, why wouldn't you make it or in a short week? I'm like, why wouldn't you make one of those long days an eight-hour day? That seems weird to me. But because when I was – when I'm a nurse, and when I worked 12 hours, one of the days was an eight-hour day. But it wasn't during the long weeks. I mean, it wasn't during the short week, so – I definitely think there's room for improvement there, but day shift was definitely the way to go. That's actually the officer's preference. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, are you trying to get him? Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, it goes off of seniority, but uh, it's basically with his seniority, he should be able to have preferred one way or the other. The reason why people do the eight hour day on the short weeks is just because then you end up using 20 hours of vacation to get a week off compared to 24 hours of vacation to get a week off. Yeah. So you, you kind of make up. Yeah. You basically get to 
get a whole week off by taking only like 20 hours of vacation. Yeah. Um, do you, but I don't like the 12s, the, the day work 12s because you have to go to bed early, earlier if you want to get decent amount of sleep and then you don't get home till seven thirty. you know, yeah. dinner's already been eaten depending on what time, how old your kids are. Your kids are getting ready for bed. No, I worked that yeah. for, for two years. Can you chime in producer? The days? Yeah. At the time I thought it was good. And then when you got switched to nights, I had like a total mental breakdown and didn't talk to you for like two days. It wasn't his choice. I know that, but I was devastated. Thank you, you, Frank. I was devastated, but... But still has a job. (laughs) There's always a place. On the flip side of it, though, we now love 12-hour night shift, and I'm glad that he got switched. Um, So in comparison... I thought 12 hour days was harder because he would leave the house at like 6 a.m. and oftentimes not get home until 6 a.m. I was leaving before that. Yeah, like you would leave at a quarter till six in the morning. So we wouldn't even Zero dark 30. and you wouldn't yep. get home till 8, 830 at night when I would have already done daycare drop off, went to work, worked, drove home, did the pickup, did the dinner, did everything, did bath, did bed, and then he would come home. So I had no help whatsoever. Um, But now that he's on nights, he can help with pickup, starting dinner, even if we're ready closer to bath time. Um, So for us, we like the night shift better. And Pat is not a complainer. So he does not complain about working nights and sleeping during the day. I'm just one tough cookie. He just complains at work. Oh, he does? He never not, complains not. at all. No, Frank, I am I am really not a big complainer. No. No. You're not. I, I get annoyed when I don't get any sleep, but I'm not really a complainer. Yeah. But like right and now. Probably hangry. Yeah. Hangry. I'm actually I'm hungry too, so I'm hangry. <laughs> so yeah, I've liked none of the shifts, but nights <laughs> to work better for us. Right now. Agreed. Currently. But they're all terrible. <laughs> just okay. they're just pros and cons to every shift right mm-hmm. this is the, this is the one question i want to ask you guys because i i find it difficult myself but i'd like to get your guys perspective uh do you find it tough to describe your family schedule and to others well not so much for renee right now probably hers is kind of easy yeah that's pretty easy. Easier. I mean, <laughs> other. I mean, you're talking. The other ones are like up flip flopping this weekend, not this weekend. Well, it's not. I don't feel like it's hard to explain to family, but I don't know that they completely like 100 understand. understand. And then, like two of my closest friends, their husbands are both uh, first responders. Like one's a firefighter and one's a state trooper. So I feel like they easily understand. Well, that means they have easier jobs anyway. Uh, oh my well, I'm a firefighter, I suppose. <laughs> I no, do uh, not be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> We're just joshing. Okay. They're all hard jobs. Yes, they are. Yes, firefighters get more sleep though. Yes, they're allowed to sleep on the job, and you are not. Yes. Yes. Well, we're still calling them if our house is on fire. We don't call them. You call nine one one. They're gonna talk. Okay. All right. How about you, producer? What? I know you would answer that. It's tough what? to describe or have oh. others understand. Oh my god, you have a, like a 
Okay. Big answer to this. Okay. Oh my God. So my answer is yes, it's difficult to describe to friends and family, but it's not their fault for not understanding. I think you absolutely have to live the life of a police spouse to get it. Um, so it's not that they don't try to understand it. I just think it's difficult. Um, and I think, um, I think most of our family understands that it's our normal and they respect that. It might not be their normal, but it's our normal and, and they support that. Is it the new normal though? Get out of here. The, the new normal. It's our normal until eight years from now when you're done. And then it could be somebody else. Not that you're counting, right? Yeah. I have a countdown. I have a countdown. But for me, I'm really lucky because I have a sister really close by. And um, I think the month of June has been really hard for police and police families. Um, and without my sister, I, I don't think those first few weeks of June would have been as easy for us like she helped us and kind of like distracted us and helped us you know just maintain a little bit of sanity so shout out to margaret out there right <laughs> shout out to margaret and thomas and the kiddos in that family so um you know i don't know if anybody totally understands but they certainly try to be a, a huge support to us so that's helpful I, I think my family just thinks I work all the time. <laughs> I feel like that's a very valid, valid point. Right. Well, you're Frank. You you're in the you're also the the main income generator. Yes, I am the breadwinner because my wife is a stay at home mom. She's our homemaker. She is raising our kids. She does homeschooling. Uh, I could not do her job. I don't want her job. She does a great job at it. But yeah, it's my job to make the money and to pull a bunch of overtime. Yeah, just I mean, I, I you know, I would have liked for her to get on here and get her perspective from being that. But, you know, you got me instead. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, text her. You have her phone number. I, I should I should text her right now. No, I'm just <laughs> What's that? Come downstairs. <laughs> I mean, I think this goes without saying. I have, I, I put on here, have you guys garnered relationships as a result of your spouse's professions? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know Renee and Anne and Frank. <laughs> and I feel yeah, like we're all Frank is like a part of our marriage. I feel like you talk to him more than you talk to me. <laughs> well, we do spend a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> Even before the LEO sideshow. True. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I like having other police wives uh, to text and to talk to and to support. Complain, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. They get it. Vent. Vent. Yeah, that's part of the you know, the process of dealing with that uh, stuff is to complain to each other. That's why I complain to you half the time about all the stuff at work. Yeah, yeah, other stuff amongst things. Oh my gosh, so much stuff. Like I know. That. I do. I I will say this. I do feel bad for Frank because he has taken on a lot lately. Really? Yes. At work. Uh, yes, and sort of related to that. Oh, FOP is what he's saying. I know. FOP. Yeah. Yeah. Everything oh, FOP. 
from our mountain trip early to come to the FFC meeting so he could complain to you, but we didn't get home in time. So look forward to hearing an earful at some point. Don't worry. Uh, there was plenty of other people to uh, voice their concerns uh, at the meeting. So. I'm sure he's starting with that. All right. We're, we're, I think you forgot this stuff. Oh, I did. I actually forgot that question. I'm sorry. What's that? I mean, I, we, we kind of, I mean, we kind of answered some of these. Yeah, um, actually, are you talking about number six? Yeah. So yeah, I think we kind of answered some of these. Um, I'll, I'll go to the dynamic duo over, over there. What is the toughest aspect of having a law enforcement husband? I put down here examples like night shift, holidays, raising children alone, events, etc. For me, I'd just say it's probably just the kids. You know, they're they're my kids are eight and six, and they're constantly, "When's Daddy coming home? Is he going to be home before bed?" Is and you know, and unfortunately, the answer now is no. And then you know, they get upset. So especially my son, I feel like he likes to call around. Uh, with Earl Ray a good bit when he's home so I feel like that's the hardest part because um, they I mean they just don't understand but I mean I'm thankful because you know his job allows me to work part-time so I am you know available to be home so much but it's hard for them to be away from their dad so much yeah I would agree just uh time not at home probably I mean we're I mean me and Katie at least work our nurses and, you know, sometimes we have work holidays and well, she doesn't anymore, I guess, but I sometimes have to do holidays and weekends too. So I get that aspect of the policing. So that's not as big. Cause I understand that part of it, I guess a little bit more, um, just kind of the daily helping with children. Well, and it's hard for you guys because your family's not around here. And my mom and sister are very supportive and they're willing to, you know, as a nurse, I can't, it's kind of like the police, course you can't always necessarily leave when your shift is up you sometimes you have to stay and I have my mom and my sister they're always willing to jump in and rearrange their schedule if they have to I mean they've been incredible I don't know what I'd do without them but they're so close and then you know Renee, Renee's family's not close so definitely don't want to be that yeah I mean Renee like what'd you do during COVID when there was nobody there was no daycares open and you didn't have family around uh, we basically just worked opposite days. Wow. So, so you like tag in, tag out. Did you, did you have the ability to kind of adjust your schedule a little bit? Well, yeah, I technically work per diem right now. So I pick my hours anyways. Um, typically before that, I would just pick daytime hours when um, our son was at work. But with the COVID, I would just pick days off that I knew that John wasn't working and he could be home and take care of him. So, hmm. yeah, so I think the toughest part for me, I don't think I'm as strong as Anne over there. Like, I do tend to worry. Um, <laughs> in the first few years, it was hard. And then I feel like maybe like seven years or however many years into that, I stopped worrying and totally was able to accept the fact that he would be safe. And then the last few months, he was working with me. Like, oh, geez. and John and Earl Ray. <laughs> That's why I felt so safe. No, I mean, usually sure when I'm with Frank, we end up, when I'm with Frank, we end up getting time. into something. Oh, easy, oh. Renee, easy. <laughs> yeah, so for me, like, or drag him or something. 
Are you talking about the time that Patrick may or may not have uh, thrown your husband out the door? Oh, yeah. Okay. Get into a football suit. That's what I'm talking about. Wait, was that the time that, I, that he broke his wrist and I get to take care of him? No. Yeah. No, that was another time. Was, <laughs> you got punched in the face that yeah. time. That wasn't my fault, though. No, that wasn't. Yeah, but you no, were there. I did not throw him out of the car. Oh, you were there. Yeah, you you made a hard left. He was in the passenger seat ready to be on a foot pursuit, and you just whipped him right out of the car. <laughs> I agree with Re- Renee on this one. Wow, this no, is that, that, that is not true. Yeah, we were trying to grab... Right? Yes, I know. He got away that night, too. You know, okay, what? so for the audience, this guy, he fled from us. Like, didn't even, didn't even go that far, but as soon as we saw him, he took off, ended up uh, crashing the car, and then took off on foot. Well, I... <laughs> We went to go like turn the corner to I I don't remember the exact circumstance. We went to turn the corner because I was driving and John was in the front passenger seat, and we went to turn and like I didn't know he was getting out of the car when I was like making the turn. He just flew right out. Yeah, I guess he could have communicated that. Yeah, he didn't. He probably enjoyed it. He didn't get hurt. No worries. (laughs) No, the one time he did get hurt was not my fault. When he broke his hand. Yes. Or when he put his hand through the glass door. He did that two separate times that happened. I remember that. The glass door? I don't know if I remember that one. Yeah, there, there was some the window. big guy that there was like trying to 302 and. Oh, yeah. He, like, the yeah. guy like pulled him through a glass door or yeah. something, well, that, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just have to say, as a nurse, I get to take care of a lot of police officers and none of you can handle your drugs. And it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because we're all babies my wife tells me all the time that when she gets the same Men cold that baby. I get, I'm the one on the on the couch, like saying I'm dying, and she's you know still up taking care of the kids, That's making dinner, and everything true. else. <laughs> yeah, Katie, hey. Katie's taking uh, good care of me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's all right. But so, uh, all right, we interrupted uh, the producer. Yeah. Continue. You were on. You were. You were yeah. You were. I see. This what happens. You get on these tangents. You were on the. <laughs> your answer makes it good oh, though. Sorry. Uh, I think I was just saying. I the the hardest part is the worry. So, I was doing good, and then the past month not so good. But what's worked for me is I just don't watch the news, and I don't go on social media, and I just focus on my family, and that that's helped a lot. Um, I couldn't stomach the like anti-police rhetoric. Um, especially when I know, you know, most of them are such, you know, good intention officers. So yeah, that was really killing yeah, me. Yeah, there's like two right here that are just like phenomenal. <laughs> I think you guys are all pretty phenomenal. I mean, I wouldn't tell all right to the states. You know, and I think that's what's crazy. Like, I, I'm thinking of like the people in our agency and I'm thinking, I cannot think of one guy that is just a terrible, like bad intentions. Like I want him off the job, but they can't get him off the job type of guy. I just, yeah. it just doesn't, I don't see it. So. Oh, I see we have another guest. <laughs> oh my yes. God. This is John Jr. So <laughs> uh, we, only have a, we only have a couple more questions, so we'll kind of get through. I have, I have, I have one uh, wrote up myself. A couple oh, Frank, myself. go ahead. Yeah, all right. Here we go. Uh, well, one was already answered. Uh, basically, like, do you guys feel anxious at all with all, with your, your uh, spouses yeah. going to work? And I think that probably has changed over the last couple of weeks compared to what it had been the last couple of years. But uh, like, do you still have that? Um, this could be like my last goodbye kiss, or do you, do you? Does it not really cross your mind, or you don't even want to get there? 
I definitely feel like over the last like several weeks since everything happened with George Floyd, it's definitely a lot harder saying goodbye when it's time for one of us to leave for work. And uh, I feel like I'm texting him more and calling him more just because I need that just to kind of give me some peace of mind. And I feel like you know, in the city, you guys are always very close and he has back up very close. So... But I mean, there's always a chance. And but I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer. When it's your time to go, it's your time to go, no matter what you're doing. You know, either, um, or already right. worked construction before. He was a police officer, and you know, construction happens, accidents happen all the time. So I just, I don't know. But it's it's definitely been a little bit harder to say goodbye when it's time. Yeah, when you know that there's some people out there that just want to do you harm just because of. Your job, not of who you are. Yeah, right. and I feel like you guys, you know, I don't, you know, know everybody from the police department, but from the handful of people that I do know, you guys all work so hard and you're so dedicated. And I feel like we all have the same like values as far as our marriage and our family and how we want to bring up our kids. And the thought about people saying that police lives don't matter that kills me because I see how hard you guys work and. You don't want to be away from your family, but that's what you have to do for your job, you know? So, I mean, it is hard. Anything to add, Renee, or uh, produced? Nothing? Anything? Um, I mean, I'm definitely more worried now with the recent events. Um, I don't think I, like, let myself get to the point of this maybe could be our last kiss or whatever. Yeah. I think I try not to go there, but definitely social, like I've been trying to stay away from news and social media has been probably more disappointing than anything else recently. I've like multiple times that I should just delete. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And social media, you, people have that mindset that they can say whatever they want because there's no, yeah. they're not, you're not actually talking to the person. So, yeah. So the, the, the silent majority gets to voice their opinion. No minority. I'm sorry. Silent minority. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I unfortunately, uh, Frank, think about that probably more than I should each time Pat goes to work, but um, having a child keeps me distracted, you know, so we make sure it's a good kiss and a good hug. And whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you mean, like good kiss? Well, this is like, a G rated show. Yeah. Jeez, oh my goodness. No, I, mean, no. like, <laughs> I meant like a heartfelt man love. Whereas I do think if you had like a normal business office job or something maybe it wouldn't be so critical but um it is but i think we have to remember like as much anti-rhetoric there is like you guys are still providing such safety to the general public that needs you you know so we're that thin blue line i know and there's people that appreciate it you know so do you guys ever feel like um when somebody asks you what your husband does that you don't want to say, yep, they're a police officer. Or do you do you pause? Do you say like, oh, yeah, they work for the city? Or do you, do you have a way of... Or do you just, that's, that's a good question, Frank. You bring that up because we just... Um, one of the girls at work just took care of two separate police officers and neither one of them wanted to speak up and say that they, like she had to do a good bit of grilling to actually get out the information that they, what they did for a living. 
And she just, you know, said to them, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about telling me what you do. I'm very appreciative and thank you for everything you do to keep us safe. So um, it's interesting that you would even bring that up because it's pretty sad when our police officers are scared because they do such a community service for us. It's sad that they're not, not necessarily ashamed, but scared to say what they do. Yeah. Well, I, I feel the same I even way. think from, you know, our perspective, Frank, it's like if we go to, you know, an event or something like that and it's meeting new people and they, of course, one of the normal questions when you meet new people is, you know, what, what do you do for a living? And then, of course, when as soon as you say, OK, well, I'm a police officer, it's like, oh, OK, now we're going to go into, you know, you must have some stories to tell. And it's like, yes, but I really don't want to tell those stories right now. I just want to, you know, eat my hors d'oeuvres, have a drink and socialize because it's as soon as, as soon as you tell them you're a police officer it's like oh my gosh now the focus is on you whereas like i almost want to reverse it and be like oh you're an accountant tell me about numbers you know what i mean even though for most people you know necessarily find that exciting i'll find that exciting because it's a different you know profession i re- i know my profession well enough i don't need to repeat it all the time mm-hmm. yeah. very true yeah um i got Two more questions, and I kind of, I'm going to kind of reverse them just because I think one is most most important. Uh, actually, I, what would you want your children to become a police officer? I'll start with you, producer. Yeah. yeah. Um, As we hear one in the background. <laughs> so my answer is absolutely not. Uh, no way. Uh, <laughs> It's hard enough to lose sleep with you doing the job, and I don't think I could ever survive watching my baby take on the same role. But maybe I'll change my mind when he's not three and a half. But you know, that's the way that I view him right now as a innocent, adorable little guy. Um, so I don't know. I I don't think I'll change my opinion on that. It's a hard no right now. I agree. It's also a hard no for me just because it's, I feel like uh, family life is so important to me. And like every Sunday night we go up to my grandparents and my whole family gets together. So this, with my husband being away so much, it was never how I envisioned my life. Not that I'm not happy, you know, but to have a husband that's away so much and it's not that he wants to be. I try, I always have to tell myself that, you know, it's not, I mean, to agree to a degree, it's his choice, but it's not necessarily his choice. You know, he'd rather be home with me and the kids and not getting up 1130 for court when you work all night. So, but I just think because the family values are so important to us, that that would be the main reason that I wouldn't be into my, children getting into the law enforcement community. Did you, I don't know, Renee, I saw you were actually taking care of your, your little one. Did you hear the question? Yeah, I did. Um, if I would want my child to be yeah. a police officer, right? Yeah. Um, I would say with, if I had to answer right now, I would say no with the way things are. Cause I agree exactly with what Frank said earlier about, um, basically police officers just being attacked for the job or profession that they're doing and nothing in regards to their character at all. Um, I wouldn't want my child to be going through that. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that you, uh, 
with the way that the police are being treated right now, you'd rather them even like go into the military, which is equally as dangerous and, uh, you know, moving around to different spots and stuff. But uh, I know that for me as my kids, I'd, I'd much rather them go into the military. If they were like, nope, I'm neither doing the military or the police right now, I'd say go into the military. Don't become a police officer. I think the producer would want uh, our son to grow up in a bubble. <laughs> I'm okay with well, that. that you know what? I think that uh, like my thing with it is, and I, don't, I know that our listeners are from all, actually, I just, I was telling uh, Patrick last night that we're actually like in Australia, Europe, uh, North America, South America. So we have, we have people from all over we're the place. Time. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think, and, and you know, we have all over the, the United States too, but I, you know, and we work in the city environment. And I just can't imagine, and I think this is my biggest reason why I wouldn't want my kids to become a police officer, is because just the way that we're spoken to or treated in our jurisdiction, I think is, uh, I just couldn't imagine people speaking to my kids that way. And I would be so uh, furious with, with that. So that's why, like, I, you know, I think that, you know, I'm very similar with Anne with like, hey, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And, you know, just trust in God there. But I, um, but I, I think I would be more upset about how people would be treating them than anything else. And that's why I would not want them going in there. I hear you. What about you, Pat? What? Our son, would you want him to be a cop? Oh, no. Heck no. No way. No. I want him I want I want him to do just about anything other than that. Yeah. I'd almost have him be a, uh, a garbage well, he, he likes he actually likes garbage trucks, but I'd rather have him be, you know, work sanitation which actually isn't a bad profession they you get you get paid pretty decent doing that but yeah no it's 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 honestly it's as much as i feel proud of it and the good work that we do it's just not worth it right now i mean there there are don't get me wrong we you know have benefits and you know it's it's a i'm not gonna be here to complain about the salary or anything like that I mean, obviously, you know, we all wish it could be more stuff like that, but it's just not worth kind of the stress internally and externally. Yeah. But you know what? We're all speaking uh, of of this, like because we're parents. But, you know, uh, we have guys at work whose kids are of age to become officers. And even though they adamantly tell them not to, they are still going into this profession and then you and i teach up at the academy and there's still cadets yeah. that are coming to you know do yeah, this I'll, job I will, every I, will, day. I will piggyback on my answer with this if my son got to that point that he was adamant about becoming a police officer you know even though i gave him my advice i would still be absolutely proud as hell for taking on that profession oh yeah you know it, it's not that you know i'm gonna be uh, you know disheartening to him or you know ignore him i just i just think it's it's such a tough right now we can hope it would be different by then though yes. too yeah we would hope anyway well, well i feel like we may have given different answers even two months ago you know yeah, yeah you're right it's just not true. a fabulous time to be in the police community but um i don't know we're i think we're kind of making it sound depressing but there are like a million things we're proud of and i do think there's millions of people out there that are extremely supportive of what you guys do but doesn't always make the news you know well you know we get it i mean i was just in leaving there today and more people more people donated more people donated food you know we're getting like food to our department like all the time like desserts 
cookies. They donated sandwiches. <laughs> the the producer has to leave because I think my son's on the answered the phone. <laughs> He's on the iPad, so yeah, I think he answered the phone. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we do we we people come up to us all the time and thank us, and we do get a lot of support. I mean, it's not as vocalized because it's not on media or social media as much. But I mean, we 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 do we 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 are thanked, and we you know we get you know food, yeah, coupons, other stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we ought to give shout outs to those that do publicly support you. And it's so many more than what you may even realize. Well, I think it's 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 not even the public. Like the other night, I'm at uh, at the local gas station getting some ice cream, and I was wearing a shirt that because I had. I forget what I was dressed up for. I think you and I had a meeting earlier in the day and they were like, Hey, thanks for your service. You know, we get a lot of, you know, all the time, or even we have people that are apologizing to us by how we're being portrayed in the, uh, in the media right now. It's like, Hey, I appreciate it. You know, thank you. Yeah. So, Um, I mean, I was going to ask you your last question before your last one. Yeah. What? I I mean, I was just going to ask from the, the spouse's perspective and then I'll give them just, whatever else they want to say what what are you guys most proud of okay um oh yeah because you have a written out answer go ahead okay well, not- <laughs> i'm making fun of her she's she i did drop some notes i did she, thank you renee she i'm sorry i will give my producer my the producer credit she is very type a and you kind of need that in the medical profession sometimes and yeah she's very organized and detailed and a note taker i pick up on all the details that pat just tends to let slide you know like things we're doing in our lives right now like none of that would be happening if you didn't have me doing the details but well anyways buying a house yeah 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 building a house actually i should say yeah anyways um i would say that i know some of the work that pat has done and i'm extremely proud that he has provided safety and security and you know, peace of mind for people that need it. I mean, I think we're blessed to have, you know, a good community that we live in, but they're out there protecting people that aren't necessarily as blessed and it's necessary. Um, And I'm also proud of the fact that he does not complain. He's always like, go with the flow, super strong. (laughs) He's always been that way though. Like he's always been, uh, a strong person and that's what makes our marriage work like whatever i worry about he tends to not worry about <laughs> he's putting up his muscles um but yeah i'm proud of him for doing an awesome job and putting a smile on his face and not complaining about it and um you know he tells me like maybe 10 percent of what he does at work five <laughs> okay one percent. way lower okay one percent and uh it sounds awful like i don't work anywhere close to the amount of hours and i feel like i'm kind of grumpy and he does way more and he doesn't complain so now the, the, the last pay period was a little bit record <laughs> breaking for the amount of hours yeah. so that's not that's not like the new normal but that's some of the normal yeah and i think like i really think that he was cut out for this job like i'm a firm believer that god kind of like leads you in a direction and even though i didn't want him to do it i think it was perfect for it but Oh, I, that's, I mean, because, you know, policing, in, it is, it's a perfect, it's a vocation, it's a professional, you know, yeah. a vocation. I, I do feel that it's a calling that individuals have. And I, mean, I think you have the right mindset, you know, like you go, you do your best and, you know, 
hope for the best. But uh, with all that being said, I still have a countdown. Eight more years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we all have a countdown also. For all right, dynamic duo. What what do you got for an answer? Uh, so I'm. I just have to say that even though I give my husband a lot of crap for amount, the amount of time that he is away, he just continues to work hard. And I remember a couple of years ago when the city was in a budget crisis and I forget whether he was the, the, he was either the first one to be saved or the last one out. And I forget. And I said, you know, let's just take this with a grain of salt and be happy that um, if you do get cut from work, then you can go find a job somewhere that's not in the city and you can be safer. And he's like, you know, I really enjoy what I do, and I think I would be bored if any if I went anywhere else. So even though it's hard for him to be away from the family, and um, he just continues to work hard, and, you know, he's waiting on that big promotion at work, and he continues to work hard, and even though he gets discouraged at times, you know, we just have to have that conversation about, you know, keep your head down and keep working hard, and, you know, everything will work out the way it should, and but he keeps telling me with the schedule, he's working these crappy schedules now so that when the kids are older, he'll be able to be more available. But I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I feel like he's been telling me that for years. So He's been getting told that for years. So he's just passing on what he's being told. Yeah. And I would say um, I'm most proud of, like, uh, same for my husband. I give him a lot of grief for all the hours that he works. But he is 110% dedicated to his job and to all of his fellow officers in the department. He would do anything for any of them. Um, so I'm proud of the job that he does every day. And I'll speak on behalf of Frank as his spouse here. Um, I know I'm proud. We, we talk about heterosexual life mates. Yeah, my, hetero, my heterosexual life mate. I, I know I am so proud of Frank. He does a, a great <laughs> job and... He is, uh, takes on a lot of a lot of uh, wears a lot of hats. You know, he's a good dad. Comes home, never complains, and he introduced me to the love of coffee. Yeah, but I did rope you into uh, the FOP and during this time. Yes, which yes, you're not yes, happy with me. And and we're now part of a book club. Really? Something oh yeah, we have an ice cream club and a we book have an club. ice cream club and a book club. Oh, you know about the ice cream club, right? Yeah. Actually, Earl Ray uh, posted that. a picture of the ice cream club this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. How did you ever get your gavel back from the FOP thing? Because I feel like so funny story. Uh, he stole my gavel. I know he did. And then I told him that there were two, so he returned the wrong one. So I got <laughs> back the right one, and you still have the wrong one. So I'm I'm good. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there was yeah, a... Frank, I had a bone to pick with you. You served me way too many drinks. Oh. Listen, Renee, you were, you were an outstanding at the installation banquet. Can I say that? I apparently uh, didn't get out a lot around that time. I feel like look, Renee was coming It was Frank's fault. So no, look, I'm telling well, you, Renee. No, I not my, yeah, I would blame uh Ann I... and Earl. <laughs> Why? You were the one handing me the drinks. I, like I don't remember that. I'm sure you don't remember that. Yeah, let's get let's get Frank's spouse's perspective on how yeah. what Frank coming home after that. Well, I can tell you that uh, I got the silent treatment for about a week. At <laughs> 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 least, so, I mean, it was all good time. 
<laughs> nope. Well, it was basically f- worth it for the amount of stress and strife that's uh, come after that. So, yeah, we're, well, we're trying. Next time we go down to DC, we're trying to get everyone right, Frank. All the yeah, everybody. Yeah. What? Yeah, man. Oh no, no thanks. What the heck, Frank? If your wife's in, I think we're all in. See, we gotta get my wife in. I gotta get my wife in. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably have to trick her and tell her that the kids are coming down later, and then we'll just (laughs) (laughs) then you guys will be there, and then we'll just have to start. All right. Well, I know we're heading into dinner time and everything else is. Last question. Not really a question. I'll leave it open. You guys have anything else you want to say, or you've already said it? Speak your mind now, or forever be heard. I guess. Uh, so the only other thing I came up with was, again, like odd time to be interviewed as a police wife. I would not have thought like this a few weeks ago, a few months ago, but like our faith is really important to us in our marriage. Like we're blessed to be part of a really good church and it's always been part of my upbringing. So um, for me, I got uh, Pat's approval <laughs> to mention this, but um, I just wanted to mention a, a scripture, Matthew 5, 9, and it says, blessed are the peacekeepers for they shall be called the children of God. And to me, that just gives me such peace and such comfort because I think that matters the most in the end. and I'm really thankful for these girls. They definitely give me some peace of mind because, I mean, as wonderful as my friends are, uh, their husbands aren't good. So it's definitely great to be able to bounce things off of them. And... Well, I'm thankful for you two joining us as, you know, those the audience isn't can't see this, but you have I been, actually want to take a picture right yeah, now. Yeah, you have been, you know, yeah. you have been managing it. it multiple kids on your lap yeah almost almost yeah right okay cheese <laughs> oh look how cute yeah you so where's yours producer what where's yours producer well if you give our son the ipad and freedom to watch youtube you will not see him oh nice so. same and did, what, did he just answer the phone yeah, he just picked up the phone for my sister, and I could tell like it wasn't YouTube, but he was having a full conversation with her. So that's what happens, I guess, when they grow up. Uh-oh. But we're proud of you guys, and we're proud of this sideshow. I have really enjoyed it. I have listened to every episode. I've had my favorites, and uh, I'm excited. What, what are your favorites? I loved when, uh, I forget what her show name was, but. Lynn V? V, yeah, V, V. I loved that because she kind of like made fun of you guys. It was awesome. Whoa. So she's, yeah, she, well, it's because we gave it to her. Two hours of my morning with V. Yeah. She was great. She's a wonderful person and I really respect her a lot. And I loved, um, I loved the guy from New York. Zeke. Zeke. Yep. I love your local, um, ADA prosecutor, yep. And I loved the um. Oh my gosh, I learned so much for the dispatcher. Oh my gosh, I never yeah, ever crazy. knew what kind of job they had. It's so crazy and so hard, and I have a whole new respect for for them. Well, we need we need the dynamic duo over there to go out and start, you know, reaching out about this podcast. 
Well, I listened to the George, the one, the, I guess, well, I don't know what it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the George Floyd one, and I thought you guys did a very good job of being unbiased, and just, I appreciate no. how you said that, you know, what happened was not part of any of your training and things like that, yes. so that was definitely awesome, you know, it's great to hear you guys say something, and uh, I appreciated the, um, was it, uh, was it Onus, the word of the day? That oh, yeah. Funny. That was that was a good one. That was uh, basically uh, Patrick's dirty mind. Yeah. Talking about onus. <laughs> you uh, you had to have thought about that when you put that on the that. note. He would be the one with the dirty mind. <laughs> and I think we even talked about Earl Ray in that episode. We did. We did. I'm like, I, when I told him, I'm like, you've got a special uh, shout out on the episode I listened to. Uh, he was actually he was actually listening to it the other day at work. They were working on some reports or stuff. He, I heard him listening to it. Well, he does that, and then when we were doing surveillance a couple of weeks ago for a, the like a, another case, he All does right. it when he's sitting around in the car. Yeah. So uh, anyway, go out there again. Give us a five star review, like, rate, and sub- subscribe. We're on the gram, the Instagram. We're on Twitter. Email us. How can I email us, Frank? Well, we might as well take it out. We have a new email address. We have Frank at the We have Patrick at the com, so you can uh email either of us we'll we'll be there so um we don't have a general account you got to pick one of us so pick somebody and email send us an email yeah frank at the com and or patrick at the com. instagram twitter uh dm us we'll, we'll respond this is the last episode of season one you can send questions for police wives <laughs> Yes, that too. We're really awesome. We're the backbone of these men. True. Yeah. Yep. We'll come back. Yeah, yep. Maybe you can be the season three finale or season two finale also. All right. Yeah, like a sounds good. But we all need to get together because with these mics, the blue yeti, we could do like a surround sound. We can actually get and then maybe we'll bring all the other uh, husbands in and stuff. Oh yeah. If we can deal with schedules. So well thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah, we we appreciate you two coming on specifically. I appreciate the producer next to me, but I appreciate you two coming on. Um, I think people are going to enjoy the uh, the episode, and I'm not too worried about the background noise because it's kind of being real here, raising kids, um, doing this, and we're babysitting my friend. Well, puppy sitting our friend's dog. So sorry about that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, no worries. See you next season. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. Bye. Bye.